And welcome back to Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. Mark Gregory, Charlie Winfield, and let's go to the phones and talk to one of the Bulldog greats, Eric DeBose. We're talking a little bit ago, Eric, about the uh, the performance of Christian McLeod this weekend, and, and it got us to talking about power left-handers. And you were one of the guys that came to mind. And, you know, the Christian sat out last year, true freshman, drawing the start in the opening weekend. And you were one of the last guys I can think of that came in as a as a freshman and had to really be settled in that rotation. What was it like? Uh, first of all, welcome. Good to talk to you as always. I'm treating this like we talk every day, and you're a good friend of ours. <laughs> but uh, what's it like pitching as a freshman here at Duty Noble Field? You know, uh, and thanks for having me. Uh, this is a this is a great honor. And uh, funny you ask, uh, me and uh, one of our directors, Greg Sykes, was actually talking about this last night. Uh, when I when I came in as a freshman, I think the coaching staff, Coach Pat McMahon and Coach Polk. Uh, I came in as a freshman and was thrown right into the mix, but I think they did a really good job of not making it me feel like I was doing something special. That they had, they didn't put a ceiling on me like, "Hey, we got to be careful with this guy. We got to we got to easy in." It was sort of like it was expected of me, and I think by them giving me that confidence that I wasn't doing something out of the ordinary, I didn't really realize how tough what I was doing was. And uh you know, if you remember my freshman year, it was a lot of true freshmen uh, playing that year. So we really didn't realize what we were doing something out of the ordinary or special. It was sort of like, hey, this is what is, is expected of, of you guys. And that's sort of the way we went about it. It was just like, hey, this is what we're supposed to do. This, we thought it was the norm for everybody. And looking back at it, it was far from the norm. Eric Barton, I love to talk about situations that come up during a game. And one that has been coming up recently is a man on third, less than two outs. And you talk about all the things that go into that. The batter wants to get a ball in play, wants to maybe lift one to the outfield. What are you thinking as a pitcher when you've got a guy on third, less than two outs? How does your approach change? I never want to concede a run or say, hey, you're on third, go in. But as a and I think it changes from a starter to a reliever, different time of the game. All these different situations call for something a little bit different. But if I'm a starter and I'm in the second inning and I give up a leadoff triple, I've got to pretty much say that run's going to score. I can't work so hard to keep one run from scoring that my pitch count gets up, other base runners happen. That's how big innings happen. So I'm pretty much going to keep pitching where – Hey, if he scores, great. If he scores, okay. If he doesn't, great. But now if I get to two outs and he's still there, now my mindset changes back to you're not scored. But I think as a starter, going into a game, if you have something that gets him to third base with no outs, maybe one out, you you sort of got to say that's gonna that run's going to score so that you can sit there and see the sixth, seventh, and possibly the eighth innings and, and not give up the big run. Uh, inning. Talking with Eric DeBose, former Bulldog great. He played at Mississippi State in 1995 to 1997. And, you know, Eric, uh, so many great memories here. But but now, you know, what you're doing now uh, over in the state of Alabama, a lot of people don't really know. And so what uh, what's Eric DeBose doing right now? Man, we're, uh, we're wide open with uh, East Coast uh, Sox Baseball. And uh, it's a travel ball organization. We're a Christian-based organization. And uh, – 
We, you know, we have 10 guys on the Mississippi State roster that came through the East Coast stops. And, uh, you know, uh, two of the, the weekend starters, JT Ginn and Christian McLeod, both played for us. And we got several other guys. And so now between my kids, uh, I have four kids. I got a 12, 10, 9, 7 a year old kids, so they keep me running and still staying in contact with baseball uh, through the high school level through East Coast Sox. And, uh, you know, you're talking about Christian McLeod. He played for us, and, I mean, he is a phenomenal young man uh, on top of being a really talented pitcher. And uh, he was coming to Mississippi State, and I told him, I said, look, now, I said, if you're up for it, I said, you can go and be number 28. I said, I was number 28. I was a first-rounder. Paul Mahalam was a left-hander, first-rounder. I said, I don't know if you're good enough. I said, but if you're feeling, if you're feeling frisky, you can go, go for it. I think after his first start, he may be looking back at me and say, hey, but I got this. So, uh, but uh, Christian's a great guy, and he's going he's gonna to have a phenomenal uh, year, uh, I feel, for, for the Bulldogs for sure. Eric, when you came to Mississippi State out of high school, it was a big deal. You uh, were drafted high. You elected to come to college. As you were working with these young players who are these high talents now, my feeling is that we see more guys willing to say, you know what, I'm, re- I'm willing to go to college and, and let the pros wait. What goes through those conversations between you and the players as you give them advice, and how has that changed, if at all, from when you were trying to decide what to do? You know – I think the kids are more ready for professional baseball now than they used to be. Uh, for for myself, for say, I, I mean, I graduated with 20 people. I played 15 games of high school, and I played on American Legion game, and we played maybe 15 games of locals there. Where the kids now are playing on a lot bigger stages, they're playing a lot higher talent. They're being seen. They're being they're being shipped off to different places for long periods of time. So. They're getting a lot more exposure early and a lot more high-pressure situations surrounded by talent than we did back then. With that being said, there's still pro baseball and college baseball are two totally different things, and it's a totally different makeup from going and being a collegiate student slash baseball player to this is now my livelihood. And, you know, it takes a, a special 18-year-old out of high school to be able to go and do the grind of the minor leagues. And I think now with you go and look at the college campuses and the, the college facilities and what they have at their, as resources there, like at Mississippi State, you walk in Duty Noble, and, man, you're at a triple-A big league stadium, and you're, you're playing in front of way more people than you will probably your whole season in a minor league, and you go go to Florida, you go play in front of nobody, your mom and dad. So it's it's just it, it takes a it's more it's not the talent thing. I don't think it ever has been the talent. I think it's still the makeup of the kid. Can he handle the day in day out grind of pro, pro baseball? Uh, and you know that's that's something going through it as, as a player. Like being able to be around these kids and, and, and sort of grasp like what their work ethic is, what what makes them tick, what makes them go, what kind of motor they have, all those things factor in whether I can sit there and say, hey, man, you're ready for this or you need to go and you need to mature some. You need to go and have a little bit more structure to your to your daily activities than pro ball does. 
talking with Eric DeBose and and Eric the the journey that you had coming you know from Patrician Academy like you said graduating with 20 I graduated with 33 in my senior class and all of a sudden you come to Mississippi State and you're standing in front of thousands of people and I look back in, in 1995 you got your first career start against Minnesota the opening weekend of the season had a good outing that day but What's the what was the difference in standing on that mound as a true freshman that day back in 1995, and then the final day that you pitched on that mound? Everybody wants to talk about that regional in 1997, and everybody's putting you up on their shoulders. But the difference in the first time you took the mound compared to the last time? I think it was ownership. Um, when I came in, I, I felt like I was pretty good, but I didn't know if I was good just in my hometown, if I was just good in my my area, was I good just in Alabama, or was I good nationally? And I think coming to Mississippi State and being able to work with people like Coach McMahon and Coach Polk and, and them being able to mold me and give me things to, to make me the, the end product, I think when I got there at the end and against Washington, from the first time it was like I was trying to figure out did I belong. And at the end of it, it was like, give me the ball, let's go. Uh, just just give me the ball and let's go win a game. So I think it was the maturity of, of knowing who I was and what I was capable of and having the confidence to go out there and, and do it day, uh, game in, game out. Eric, I think back to that regional in 97, and I remember obviously the, the, the opening game, you get the win, and then you come back on just a few days rest to get that 4-3 win over Washington. But I also remember, we love to talk about pitching, but a pitcher can only be as good as a catcher will let him be some days. I remember you had a pretty good catcher behind the plate. How does a having that experience with a catcher play into your willingness to, to spike the breaking ball, to, to throw something when a guy's on third? It is huge. Uh, and you, back when, when I was there, you know, curveball was my strikeout pitch, and it was going to be – not necessarily for a strike. It was more, I'm going to get you with the power of it and the break of it versus the location of it. And I had to put a lot of faith in my catcher that, hey, no matter where, I, I'm going to throw this with conviction to get the hitter out, and it's your job to figure out how to keep it in front. And having that confidence in uh, my catcher is huge. And I was very fortunate at Mississippi State and then through pros to have to have some good ones. And there was times where I didn't have that guy and you had to go to a different pitch or you had to try to locate it a little bit different than maybe you would but uh having Barry Patton and Blake Anderson and those guys back there man it made it a lot easier to to go out there and just attack the uh zone and and, and know that if it got in the dirt those guys were going to smother it, keep it right there and we was going to be fine Eric, hey, we appreciate you joining us, man. Thanks for taking your time out and uh, and talking with us. And hey, don't be a stranger to us. Make sure you you give us a shout when you come into town. I will do. And uh, thank you guys for having me. And, uh, God bless, man. That's Eric Debose talking about Mississippi State. His time spent here in Starkville as a pitcher from 1995 to 1997. And when we come back, we'll talk more here on Out of Left Field, presented by Farm Bureau. 